Well, as you can tell, um, we're doing something different today, and um, you get to hear me all the time, Uh, and this morning I wanted you to hear from the hearts and minds of the other leaders of this church, and uh, you may have heard that we bought a building, you heard that. If you're new today, you're, you're going to learn some things about our church, which will be helpful. Uh, if you're checking us out, um, you're going to hear some things about our church from a variety of leaders. And uh, we just finished, for those of you who are new, we just last week finished a series through Paul's letter to the church in Rome, known as Romans. Uh, almost, well, it was over a year uh, in Romans. And... <clears throat> Where we're going from here, so that you know, over these next five weeks, uh, we're going to be doing a series that I've I've just titled uh, Fulfilling Our Ministry 2020. And and I took that title from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, where the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, As for you, Timothy, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. There's a ministry that God began here a little over 12 years ago, 12 and a half years ago now, when he planted Life Point Church here in Lacey. Uh, unbeknownst to us, he was going to divert us from Lacey to Northeast Olympia, which is where we're going, uh, in just a matter of weeks. And... There's a lot of transitions coming. There's a lot of change coming. And uh, rather than uh, holding forth this morning on that topic, I decided to do it over the next five weeks. (laughs) But this morning, as I said, I wanted you to hear from the hearts and minds of the other leaders of this church. And and we won't have all the leaders up here, but we have a significant core of leaders um, that will speak to a number of issues. So I'm going to invite them to come now and uh, take their places up here. So I've prepared a number of questions that uh, these folks have had for about a week. And um, so they've had some time to think about these things. But uh, let's begin with this, and we'll just start with you, Kathy, since you're holding the mic. What are you personally enthusiastic about in the life of our church these days? Well, a couple things. I think um, the number one thing, being a mobile church, to get to be a permanent place, a permanent establishment, I think for us, for our our new people that come, gives a sense of security and stability. So I think that's a really positive thing. For me personally, what I'm most excited about is getting to spend more time together as a church community and getting to not just be friends but become family by having more time. After worship services, we can linger longer and get to know each other better to have different events and opportunities at the building where we get to be together more. And I I think that's going to be just huge to the life of our church and being able to embrace our community outside the church as well. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself since some people don't know you. I'm Kathy Pruitt. Nobody really knows. <laughs> I want to keep it that way. <laughs> Good answer. A bunch There's of a lot of truth in that statement. 
Hi, I'm Deb Boyce. Um, my official title is facilitator of women's ministry, and that's never mind. I won't go anywhere with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> the the question actually said personally enthusiastic. I said in the first hour, and I'll say it again. I'm a melancholy. We don't do enthusiasm. You know, we get mildly excited about things, So, but what I am pleased and excited to see is God at work in the lives of individuals here for growth and change and healing. Um, so I, yeah, and I think what Kathy said I would also agree with in terms of just having a permanent place will be good. My name is Bill Mikesell, and I am responsible for the hospitality ministry, and we define that from parking lot to pew. So the greeters, the... We don't have pews. And I'm leaving that as a segue into, do we at the new church? (laughs) No. (laughs) Say it again. Cars to chairs. I love it. Cars to chairs. Deb is my brain right now, because my brain is actually back in the back. Her name is Colleen. And I, I sit up here with uh, some kind of designation as a leader in the church, because pastor said, but ultimately, uh, it is a team, and I mean this starting with my wife, Colleen. And I did not say that first service, and I'm toast. No, 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 that is not true. But I just, uh, the thing that I'm most enthusiastic about is that We found our home church here, in this building, in this place. That other thing we did is only a building, but it is God's building, and it is our new home. And I am excited about the teaching from God's Word that we get here. I I think we may even take it for granted, the kind of quality instruction that we get from God's Word through our pastors, and I am just thankful that that will continue. Uh, my name is Clint Howell. I'm the director of youth, uh, high school, and middle school age ministries. I am um, I'm excited for uh, our new building and um, just uh, the connections that we're going to make there. Uh, having a place to call our own, having a place to meet more often, um, e- even even putting it together, uh, and the amount of time that people have invested. Um, just the ownership uh, that that gives you and that sense of, of community, uh, just what God is building within us uh, already. Um, really excited to see how that's coming together. I'm Evan Appleby. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, I lead the worship and do other stuff. Um, <clears throat> what I'm really enthusiastic about right now at, at our church, the way we are now, is that we are a really welcoming church. And we have new people that show up at our church every single Sunday without fail, which tells me that um, God is blessing us. He's, he, he considers us at the kind of church that he can send people to. Because there's a lot of great churches around here. And um, um, there's also a lot of churches that maybe aren't so great to send people to, and, and that's I'm excited that we're the kind of church where people come and feel welcome and, um, and embraced. I'm Bill Marchant. 
<clears throat> and I'm privileged to be one of the elders here. Um, my wife and I have been attending this church for 10 years, and we've been witness to the process that, take, that has taken place to bring us to today. And that's a, a picture that not everybody gets, and, and it's, it's a panorama that tells me that what's happened between the time we arrived and today is going to continue into the future, and that's very exciting. Good morning, everyone. My name's uh, Greg Volkart. I'm also one of the elders of the church, and uh, you know, my wife and I had the privilege of being part of LifePoint when it was first formed 12 years ago, and you know, at that time, there was just a lot of enthusiasm. As It's just a brand new church plant to reach out to what was, uh, at that time, a new community for us. And here we are entering in a new chapter of our church's existence, having an opportunity to reach out to a new community and help bring people into the kingdom of God. And so that's what has me really enthusiastic. Hi, I'm Robin's husband. My, my name is Freddie, but nobody ever knows that because I'm Robin's husband. What am I personally enthusiastic about in the life of our church? Almost every week we have new people coming through the door. Some find us through the Internet. Others are inviting their friends and neighbors and coworkers. But when they get here, they are greeted by our social butterflies, and you know who you are. My wife told me I'd need a smile more, too, so. They walk through... They walk through the, they, they, uh, the social butterflies and make people feel welcome. They walk them through the registering their children, pointing them to the coffee and pastries. We are all working together to make their visit pleasant and comfortable. We are a welcoming church. Hold on to that mic, Freddie. What do you see as the particular strengths of our church at present? Solid Bible teaching from the pulpit and also the children's ministry. Yeah. I'll get it out. <laughs> Sorry, I have, sometimes I have trouble controlling my emotions. But our youth ministry is growing. Come on, Freddie. <laughs> okay, here we go. I've got it now. Man up, dude. Hoorah. Okay, <laughs> you should have seen it this morning when the pastor dismissed the youth to go to their, their half the congregation stood up. We had... That was unbelievable. <laughs> There's so many youth here, so it's got to be strong. Anyways, strength of our church, solid Bible teaching, and a growing, growing youth ministry. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Freddie. <laughs> um, for me, what I see is just we are a very welcoming church. Uh, I think we, we show good caring and love to one another. Um, uh, the teaching has been mentioned, and I, I, that, that teaching, I think the strength of our teaching is that in many levels across the church, when I think about not only Pastor Jim, when I, when I think about uh, Matt Sidley, when I think about um, others within our church who are leading adult discipleship classes, um, children of youth have certainly been, been uh, mentioned, and, and then women's ministries, you know, and I haven't gone to one, okay? I, I don't go. But from what, I've he- what I hear, it is also very good. And, and finally, I just want to mention generosity. This is a, a fabulously generous church. Um, 
you have continued to, to support um, just our general fund as, as well as Vision Next and the, the incredible amount of money that's been raised over the last couple of years for that. And on top of that, caring for uh, feed, feeding uh, into our backpacks program, um, also our benevolence fund, and then caring for one another. So those are real strengths that I see. I don't remember what I said this morning, but what I want to say now is that we, and when I say we, there, there are people in the leadership who are really visionaries, <clears throat> and I won't name you this time, Evan. <laughs> Sorry, I did it anyway. But there are people who, who see where we can go and how we can get there and how to do it, and I really appreciate that, and that's, that's a strength, I think, of our, our congregation. I second that. I'm just kidding. Um, I'll just repeat that I, I feel like we're a really welcoming church, and we, wel- we welcome people well and love people well. Uh, one of the things that uh, drew my wife and I here uh, was just the respect for God, the holding God in, in his proper esteem and giving the reverence that he's due. Um, there's churches out there that are just kind of a, well, it, there's a there's a proper understanding and respect for God and for the Word here, um, and uh, it's not everywhere, and it's a difference here, and and it's something that we value and really appreciate here. I think it's a great strength. And I like <clears throat> Bill. Forgot what I said this morning earlier, but I also forgot the first question, and I'm thinking this is about encouragement. Strength. Okay. So, Bill, I'm with you. Exactly. The, the idea of a strength for me was the, uh, the watching of those who work and are willing to serve. Uh, I remember early, early on when I first started attending church as an adult, um, somebody from the front, like the pastor, said, we need help tearing down chairs. We need help setting up chairs. Can anyone help do that? And I thought, I bet I could. And and it's a you know it's a very important thing, right, Joe? Yeah, yeah, Joe. And and the other thing is this: that if we step out of the boat and see if that is in fact our area. You see people, you can look around this fellowship and see people that are serving all the time, and that is a true strength. I don't think I'm going to add anything to any of that. It's like like everything that's been said. I'll add one thing. The genuine care was big for me. Also, I knew, I knew, I've known Pastor Jim for a long time, so I knew when I came here, he would handle God's word well. And that was very, very important to me. But this church, one of the things that sticks out to me a lot is this is a humble group of people. This isn't a pride-filled group of people. And it's so refreshing and so nice to be with people who genuinely care and just want to serve God. So it's amazing to me. So um, next question. And this gets into the next chapter. What, what new opportunities for mission and ministry do you personally, in your in your personal field of vision, see emerging on the horizon as we occupy our, our new campus in just a matter of weeks. 
That's what's super exciting. And if you haven't been in the building lately, you can actually see this is going to happen. But we have an opportunity. LifePoint has served this community so well. Now we get a whole new community to go and serve and be a part of. And if you look around that building, there's houses everywhere. And look how close we are to downtown. We just have tremendous opportunity. And being in a building where we can have Bible studies and events and even fill the backpacks or the food bank, where we have more time to linger together and do things together, I think we're, gonna, we're just going to flourish. It's so exciting. I think number one for me... Um, what I hear the most often with women is, will there be, do you have child care? Every time we have an event, do you have child care? And no, I always have to say no. Um, I really like to say yes. <laughs> so that's one of the things that I'm, I'm looking forward to is being able to say yes. And what does that do? That allows um, the ministry to grow because more women can be involved, more women can come in and hear about Jesus and grow in their faith and connect and, you know, dot, dot, dot. The list is almost endless. So that's probably the two, that's what I'm most looking forward to um, is just being able to minister to more women in more ways uh, than we are able to do now. I mean, I jokingly said in the first hour, you know, now it's, I have a, we have a farm and I have a big house, so we come to my house. Well, basically, I live in Iowa, so it's, it's a drive to get to my house because we're south of Olympia. So to have some place that's centrally located is, I'm looking forward to that. The uh, hospitality ministry goes outside of the four walls of the church, and one of the things that Colleen and I have done is we went over and ran into Stephen and others at the new building and just drove the streets and prayed for the neighbors. Just uh, reaching out and knowing that God has a plan for each one of those people and bring them. And the scripture that came to mind was, uh, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And so uh, be in prayer for those neighbors and those that can reach out to them and love on them and let them know that this is a really neat place to hang out. So with our our purchase and our land and our building came a separate uh, youth or area, separate building that we're going to use as a youth building and having our own space uh, for, the, for the youth to go and uh, to make it their own, um, just a safe place to go to hang out, uh, something that's available all the time. Um, I think it's just, it, it really... Um, it just gives us an incredible opportunity to have that space available all the time and, and uh, the relationships that are going to come out of that. By the way, Kathy, thank you for recognizing my humility. <laughs> it's about time. I'm very humble. Um, for worship ministry, <clears throat> for worship ministry, um, I'm excited about the, the tech and the AV stuff, because we're a portable church, we, we practice somewhere else on a different sound system, and then we come here on Sunday morning and set everything up. It's like, what are the problems going to be this morning? And can we solve them in five minutes? Um, so it, it takes a lot of time. And so being in our own building where we can, you know, 
problem-solve stuff during the week and get stuff set just the way we want it, frees up time for people and to build the worship team, the people in the worship team, and to actually build a team. I'm really excited about that. That's worship ministry. And then overall in the church, um, I'm looking forward to um, tackling our organizational structure. Doesn't that sound exciting? Organizational structure. Because... I really want us to do things well. I really want us to be able to take the people that come into our church um, and to connect them into whatever it is they need to be connected into and to really steward people well and to, and, um, to build our organization so, so, that, so that it can serve people effectively and disciple and make disciples. <clears throat> There's a new word that has crept into the LifePoint Dictionary. Do you know what it is? Campus. We have a campus, eight acres of land, and the opportunities are really, really rich. And I didn't really get to, to say much about it, but there's the opportunity for what I want to do, is, and that's a woodcutting ministry, providing firewood for people who need it. Um, I'm looking at you when I say that, Stephen. <laughs> Um, well, for, for me, you know, I, as we've been working on developing this piece of property, God has really positioned us and are, is bringing together an incredible team to um, start making, not only make improvements out there, but ready for us, ready our church for the future. And um, it's, the community's paying attention. You know, this is... Um, this is this this campus, as, as Bill mentioned, um, has been in, in existence for 60, 70 years, and it shows. It has shown, <laughs> but but we, all of us, are making an, an incredible um, contribution to revitalizing this campus, which enhances and vitalizes this, this neighborhood. And, uh, you know, my, my dream is that, that as they are watching us, we can use this, this campus that God is giving us to be a, an exceptional community resource that we can use to help bring people into God's kingdom and to serve them. This also provides an opportunity for us to get involved with, with new ministries as well. And I don't know how many people know this, but for example, uh, we, are, we have kind of a partnership with City Gates that, that came with the building. It was, they, they were there before us, and they continue to be there with us. But, it, but this op provides an opportunity, really, to get involved with new things. They're doing incredible work. We can do incredible work with them and others. Okay, the question is mission and ministry. We've already seen an expansion of our ministries with the MOPS program, and that's really taking off. And as for mission, we have a new neighborhood, as been said, that we can introduce to God. That's our mission. That's our mission. So uh, I'm going to combine two questions. We didn't do this in the first service this way, but after the service, I thought, makes sense to do it this way. So here it is. I'm going to combine number four and number five. What would you say 
personally is your one highest hope for life point in the upcoming new chapter and what do you see as prospective obstacles to the realization of that hope let's combine those two together the highest hope is that we would continue to be a church that helps people Uh, I, I explained at the first service. I was exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam. I have sometimes have difficulty controlling my emotions. <clears throat> Please bear with me. Okay, would we continue to be a church that help people find and follow Jesus? That's our goal and mission here now. What obstacles? Okay, we've struggled. We've, we've worked. We've got the property. We're going there. We settle in, and then we become apathetic. Mm-hmm. That is my fear. We can't become lazy. We have a mission. We have an outreach. Um, my highest hope also is that, you know, we, we see this is a new chapter in the life of our church. And uh, my highest hope is that, that we recognize that, recognize that God has, has placed us here in this new community. And he's done this for a reason. You know, when I think about, when I think about, um, each of you, God has brought you together into Life Point Church for a purpose. And, and as we go into this new community, uh, we've been saying this is, this is a great opportunity for Life Point. But really, he has positioned us to go into this community because we are the best church for this community right now at this, at this point in time. And so my hope is that we will, we will make every advantage, take every advantage of that. My, my concern is that we come into a new building and we just do church the way we have been doing it. And we, come to, we just come to worship just like we do here without really recognizing the opportunities provided. Mm-hmm. So we really are, we, this is a call, in, in my opinion, to uh, not simply go to a new building to worship God, but it's a call to worship God. God in new ways in this community. Um, I guess my hope is that we will be discerning um, and sensitive to God's leading. Um, That's sort of standard, but let's not forget it. And then be mindful of the fact that we live in a culture that is antithetical to what we believe and what we hold is true. And so we are in the midst of spiritual warfare. My highest hope is that we become the kind of church that God looks at us and says, that's a church that I can send lost people to because they're going to love them and they're going to disciple them. The biggest obstacle, I think, is that that's not going to happen by accident. We need to intentionally do things If we need to do things differently, you can do things a certain way when you're a certain size, and then as you grow, you need to do things differently. And um, it changes hard. And so, um, but that's my hope, is that we become that kind of a church. Not afraid to change when we need to change, not afraid to do things and adapt so that we can continue the mission of of, um, helping lost people find and follow Jesus. So, thank you, Evan. That was, uh, he expanded on that a little more. First, 
first service, he, he said that much uh, shorter. <laughs> and, uh, and then handed me the mic, and my face started leaking. Um, and, uh, but it, for us, to, for LifePoint, to be uh, a place where God sends the lost and the broken. <laughs> this town, this city is full of lost, hurting, broken people who don't have hope. Mm-hmm. And for us to have that opportunity to, to be a light and to, to share God's love is no higher calling, nothing closer to my heart uh, than to see the lost saved, to see, see the hurting come in and get healed up. And uh, the, probably the biggest obstacle to that would, would be just us. Um, like Freddie said, uh, the danger of apathy um, and, and thinking somehow that we have a building and we've arrived and we can now uh, settle in and um, we gotta, we got to get out of the way and let God do his work through us. The one word that comes to mind is growth. And most of us will immediately go to more people, more people walking in the door. And that is a blessing because that means more people are going to come to know the Lord. You cannot be in this building and hear the word of God without it piercing your soul. And we are blessed to be able to have that. But the other growth that I'm talking about is the one where each and every one of us God expects us to grow in him daily. And that's both exciting and it's also a challenge because when we have more people, more programs, more stuff, remember those workers that are few? It's going to be more of a challenge. And so service is a part of that as well, serving the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be a challenge, but this body has always raised up the bar for that challenge, and I'm excited. Uh, my highest hope, oh, I took this kind of out of my purpose in my statements I made about when I came into this position in women's ministry, to have a place to help women identify their God-given purpose and calling in line with their gifting and strengths and embrace it for God's use in the lives of other women and grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which comes out of Second Peter 3.18. Um, perspective obstacles. I uh, said in the first hour, and I'll say again, there is a learning curve for moving into a new building. And it's the same kind of learning curve that you have when you move into a new house. And you look at the house, and it's empty, and your furniture comes, and you start sticking it in all the rooms, and then you live in it. And you find out that you didn't put the couch in the right place, and that doesn't work there, and why did we think that was a good idea? And, you know, you know, and so, there, there you, so you have to learn to, to live in the building. We have to learn to use the facility and we don't know what that's going to look like yet. So I think, I think there is an obstacle there that becomes there, even with the best planning. Things are going to have to shift and move and change, and you're going to have to be flexible. We're all going to have to be a little flexible because what we originally designed the space for, and I'm using that we 
kind of like the royal we because I had nothing to do with it. But it, it's like, you know, it, it, you're going to have to be in there and someone's going to, and just it's just a learning curve. So I think that can become an obstacle if we plant a stake and say, do not pass. We can't do that. We have to be open and available and use the building the way God desires us to use it, whether it's our original thought and plan or not. And I think that's the hard thing when you invest in something to be able to, you, you know, I, my husband and I have this term of living open-handed because it's, it's, it's not ours. Mm-hmm. It's God's. We call that plan and pencil in my house because we erase a lot of lines. And I think, I do have to say, guys, do you think we've moved the couch at least 10 times already? And we're not even in the building, so, so true. Flexibility, ebb and flow. For me, um, what's the question again? <laughs> highest hope. Highest hope, okay. Thank you. Okay, so highest hope is, Evan said earlier, we have new people every week come in. So we come, we're super welcoming my highest hope is we become a really sticky church where people connect and stay and become part of the family. I don't want us to be just a swinging door. So I think as we get in the building and we start looking for ways to connect, those are our obstacles that we don't necessarily have a lot of ways to connect. Increasing, we need to grow our life groups. I mean, that is the best way you're getting in God's word and you're getting in relationship. And as I look at what my role is, kind of my little mantra is relationship plus responsibility equals connectivity. So creating areas where people can serve, that's responsibility. Relationship, our life groups, even, you know, any of the events we can have in the building, people are going to get to know each other, so you're building the relationship. Mm-hmm. So we get that sticky, sticky factor where people, we are a family, and I think the building is going to offer us a lot. But again being open-minded and flexible, thinking about things like uh, meet the pastor once a month, or uh, there's just so many, so many things we can do, but bringing those in so we all get to connect and, and be a big family together. Mm, that's good. For the sake of time, I'm going to jump down to the last question. What verse, what short passage of Scripture, or what personal message would you like to share with the congregation as a challenge or an encouragement for the coming year? Okay. Well, last night as I was doing my devotional, and and I kind of have the mindset when it comes to church of kind of big picture, what is it like from the, the road to in the church, and how do you integrate in the church, and service, even service opportunities in this devotional I was reading was talking about even as you're, as you're a little child, you have these passions in life. What are the things that bring you to tears or give you great joy? So you have passions on this side, and then you have all these gifts from God on this side. And this, this teacher is talking about where those intersect is where you're going to find your calling, where your passions and your gifts intersect. So I thought, how exciting for us that as we get in this building and we start offering opportunities to figure out what are your passions, what are your gifts, we'll be able to figure out what your callings are. And when you serve in an area where you're called, it is nothing but pure joy. Even on your hardest day, when you think, why am I doing this? You, you come away from there jazzed. You're, you're energetic and excited. So I think for us as a church... Be encouraged. There's great things ahead of us, and we get to we get to serve God. What a privilege is that! So, 
Um, as I thought and prayed about how to answer this, I spent a lot, I mean, I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff because that's what I do. And I kept writing things down and it, nothing sounded right and didn't feel right. And then I finally th- said, Deb, go back to what God gave you when, you when you started women's ministry here. And the passage that he gave me was out of Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. My personal prayer for myself and for um, us as a church comes out of Colossians 1, Verses 9 and 10, we ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. I will encourage and challenge. And with this, I, as I think about what I have observed in this church. We've been here a little over three years, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in two categories, the female servant and the male servant. And I'm going to give examples. <laughs> Sandy Stotts sits in the kitchen and works behind the scene and makes the coffee and cleans and cleans and cleans. She doesn't look for anything in return. That represents many of you ladies. Sandy represents many of you ladies that are serving and giving of your time and energy. I'm going to point out on the male side, Joe Sloan. You watch Joe Sloan, and he is below the radar. He looks for nothing in return as well, and he represents many of you guys that work your tails off for each other. And here's the scripture. Serve wholeheartedly, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, so the, uh, the verse that immediately came to mind for, for me was First uh, John uh, 4. Uh, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And we live in a, unfortunately, we live in a culture that, that has a idea that, uh, of the church that's just not, not what God has called us to be. Uh, the church is seen as, as people who want to impose rules and 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 uh, make you fit into their uh, religious standard and, and force uh, these things on people. And the church needs to be about love. And the world needs to know that God is love and that God loves people. And for us uh, at LifePoint, becoming that, that place that's known as people that love. And uh, again, become a place where the lost and broken come in because they know they're loved at LifePoint. And uh, I was looking at our new logo and thinking about us being a sticky church, and maybe we should change our new logo to uh, again and 
make it a new, new logo, make it a Venus flytrap. <laughs> I'll put that in the idea jar. <clears throat> uh, the verse that came to mind for me was, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And that might be more for me and us up here who are dealing with the seeing how much everything costs. <laughs> but um, but the point is, this is God's church. And we just get to be a part of it. And it's not, in one way, it's reliance on us being obedient to him. In another way, it's not. God's going to accomplish his will in this city, no matter what we do and no matter how we try to screw it up. His will is going to be accomplished. But if we're obedient and we love people, we get to be used by him in this city. I was just thinking as Evan was speaking, we are like the children of Israel standing on the east side of the Jordan River, and we are ready to go into the promised land. Um, The verse that I like, I was saved through the Navigators, uh, 1975. That is almost 50 years ago. And the verse, that one of the few... One of the many verses that I memorized was uh, Psalm, uh, Proverbs 3, uh, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Well, <clears throat> like, like Deb, I, was, I had lots of verses running through my mind. And the one that Bill just gave was the one I kind of landed on before this morning. So I, I'm glad I... I'm glad that's changed for me because this morning, I didn't want to repeat him, but this, this, this morning as I was um, reading the Bible, I, I started reading 1 Corinthians 12, which is, which is about um, the gifting that God gives each of us and how we all have different gifts, but we all are part of one body. And Evan touched on that earlier. Um, and I firmly believe, and I kind of said this earlier, that that. God has positioned LifePoint Church to have just the right gifts for where he is sending us. And, um, you know, when you think about, um, when, you, when you look in the Bible, for example, and, and you read, when you read the journey that the Israelites were on, in the time that things were being done, they had to walk the same way we did in faith. And... In the, it, it's only through, as we read the narrative of what happened two, 3,000 years ago, we can say, well, of course, God was there with them, and, and, and look what he did. And, you know, I firmly believe, as we are faithful to him, that 5, 10, 20 years from now, um, we're going to look back and say, wow, look what God did with us in this place. And... So it's up to us, right? This is our time. God has called us to be in this place. He's given us this opportunity. It's our time. That's, that's my word of encouragement for all of us. And I hate it when somebody quotes the Scripture and doesn't give the reference, but I looked and looked and couldn't find it. The Scripture is, by this, by this all men shall know you are my disciples. By what? The love you have for one another. We need to continue to be a loving church. Amen. 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 Thank you.
What a great group of leaders, huh? And um, I harass these people mercilessly because it's my love language. But I, I love these men and women. And more than that, I respect them and the ways that God works through them. And, and I brag on our leaders uh, in other settings because uh, I, I've worked in several churches over the years. I've never worked with a better team of leaders, better hearts for God, just great, deep hearts for God and hearts for people. And so I hope that's encouraging to you. You know, I was thinking the other day about this incredible surprise that we're moving to Northeast Olympia. Because we've spent over 12 years thinking that we were always going to be a church in Lacey, and that's really what I hoped for, desired. And then we lost our lease on our office over by uh, College and Yelm Highway. And I thought, God, what are you doing? And and we moved into a, a house that was built like in 1935 that's our office. And I thought, God, what are you doing? And what I didn't realize is that uh, that office faces smack in the direction of our of our new our new campus. And, and here's the thought I had, and I don't know if it was divinely inspired or not, but here was the thought that God decided he needed a church in Northeast Olympia and decided that we should be that church. And he said, I can use LifePoint over there. So I don't know all that God has in mind for us. We have We have lots of ideas, great dreams and visions. But I don't know exactly what God has in mind. And I'm sure, as Deb said, we're going to move the couches around a lot. That's a great metaphor. I love that. Um, So there's change coming. And and I I just hope and pray that you all coming, you're all coming, Pack up the babies and grab the old ladies and everyone goes, right? As the old, as the old song says. And then, and then we all go because God has chosen us to go there. He has appointed us to go there into a new neighborhood. And uh, this week I'm going to be knocking on doors in the neighborhood and just introducing myself. And, and here's the question I'm going to be asking. Is, I'm going to say, we want to be good neighbors. What, what would that look like to you? Uh, because there's been a church there now for several years. We're, we're, we're the second one. What would it look like to you for a church to be a good neighbor? And then on Wednesday, I'm beginning the, uh, the process of meeting with the leaders of the schools over there. So on Wednesday, I'm meeting with the principal at Reeves Middle School, which is just around the corner, really. And then I'm going to meet with the principal at Roosevelt. I've met him already, but I'm going to meet with him personally and just say, how can we... How can we contribute to this community? How can we be a partner with you? And uh, so those are the kinds of things we want to be doing and, and getting to know the neighborhood. And I would encourage any of you to do what Bill and Colleen did and just drive through the neighborhood and pray. It doesn't cost you anything but some gas. And, uh, 
and just just pray and say, God, how, how do you want us to serve this community? What's here? And uh, begin praying that God opens doors and opens hearts uh, to our ministry there in that neighborhood. Well, let's pray together as we close. Lord, thank you for this time together. I thank you so much for these leaders, for their hearts. And uh, Lord, I, I just uh, acknowledge that this, these aren't all the leaders of our church. These are some of the core leaders, and, and there are others who are making a big difference for your kingdom right here at LifePoint. And so we ask your blessing on them and your protection, and uh, Lord, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, fill them with uh, your thoughts and your dreams and your visions for their areas of ministry and for our church overall. Lord, there's a, there's a high level of excitement. There's some apprehension as well as we move. And so, uh, Lord, would you accomplish all of your purposes through us and allow us to fulfill our ministry in this new decade, in this new place. In Jesus' name, amen.